this royalty-free, this royalty-free jazz, and it sounds so, yo, this sounds fire. Holy shit. Bro, it actually sounds good. It sounds good. That's some good jazz. Holy shit. Bro, I didn't even I didn't even know that jazz could vibe on a different wavelength like this, but holy shit, bro, I'm fucking loving this jazz. I don't know if this is high enough or low enough, because every time I listen back to these podcasts, I always think to myself, shit, the jazz was a little bit too high in terms of volume. But um yeah, fuck man. I'm playing NBA in the background calling this podcast karate makes your bones soft which i you know i think is going to be funny as hell but you know yeah not oh yeah fuck by the way welcome to the flamingo ah nah fuck it no no introductions but yo we're back at it again i'm playing nba in the background they're like bro i was surprised that people could hear it in the background though like some of my friends were commenting bro i can yeah i can actually hear the entire game going on in the background i stopped playing nba in the second half of the podcast but yeah, fuck, I was surprised. This microphone is sensitive. It can pick up everything. God damn. Shit. Ah, it's all good. It's all good. Yao Ming had that shit. He had that shit in the bag. Oh. Uh, fuck. Anyways, karate does make your bones soft, alright? Scientifically proven. Scientifically proven to make your bones soft. Nah, I'm joking. But for anyone... I don't doubt, though, that there are a couple of casuals who actually read... The title of this podcast and think to themselves oh shit what does it actually make your bones soft no it doesn't make your bones soft it it, it, it makes your body soft but <laughs> man fuck everyone's goofing on karate though i'm not the only one but man it has its uses though it has its uses but then i'm gonna have to take my time explaining what i mean by karate making your bones soft so when karate was first sort of new, around about, like, I don't know, well, not new, new, but I mean, sort of back in the day, you know, the olden days, like 80s, 90s, stuff like that, karate used to have, uh, it used to be quite tough, kind of like a lot of martial arts back then. They used to be just a lot tougher, like old school boxing, if you know what I mean. If, for people who know what I mean, like old school boxing, it would just be like brain damage. That's effectively what it was. It wasn't even boxing. It was brain damage. It was brain damage with, with, with gloves. That's what it was. So with all those old-fashioned guys who were like, you know what, fucking just beat them to the punch, beat them to a pulp, you know, all that sort of stuff. That, that sort of, it was a sort of fighting culture in combat sports that infiltrated pretty much most martial arts. Like back then, if you trained in karate, you probably trained in something fairly legit. But then, of course, as time goes on, and, you know, I always harp on it on my podcast as well about men just being bitches these days. With, with the culture getting softer as well and everything wanting to be more accessible and, you know, people not wanting to put in the work that it takes to be a fighter. I mean, not everyone needs to be a fighter. Not everyone has to be a fighter if you're in combat sports. I mean, you can do casual boxing, you can do boxercise and shit like that. That's fine. But then the thing is that they've pretty much just nerfed. They've completely softened, they've padded everything when it comes to most styles of karate. Most styles of karate, I would say, just do not hold up when it, even when it comes to the most basic forms of like, bro, 
Try catching, try catching a jujitsu black belt who is like fat. Yeah, you'll find a couple, but those guys are highly skilled. They're not like fat as in out of shape. They're fat as in like, I don't know, maybe they got like an extra gut. Maybe they use that for good pressure gain when they're in side control or when they're in top mount or something like that. You know, they just rest that gut on your chest, that sort of thing, man. I've met, I've come across blue belts like that, like fucking Nathan. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to Nathan TCA, you know, just using that, that, that gut for fucking added pressure and all that shit. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about fucking black belts in karate who look like they've never done karate before if you know what i mean it's just it's just it's no no i don't believe that like what what other sport as well allows you to get a black belt before you hit puberty tell me that how the fuck does that make sense how does it make sense that a 13 year old kid is because black belt you know what i mean when you hear black belt that sounds like some impressive ass shit it sounds like something that you really had to work long and hard for, like getting a black belt in six years, uh, which is what, how, how long does it take the typical karate guy? I'd say, I don't know, six years, something like that, depending on your style, six years, eight years. If it's a legit place, it'll take upwards of 10, 15 years. It should do. That's about how long it takes to get a black belt in jujitsu, right? Right? Fuck, I might have to Google that. But yeah, it takes longer in other sports to get a black belt but then for some reason in karate they just seem to be giving away these goddamn black belts it just ruins the validity of it man they're legit 15 year olds with a black belt that's that's wild that's wild that's wild okay oh, shit i was yeah Man, sorry, I'm getting distracted by this game real quick. Let's go. Oh, fuck. Ugh, yeah, I'm leading on points. All right, that's fine. But yeah, that's wild. That's wild. I, I, it's wild. It's just wild. I don't know what else to say. I guess I could just end the podcast there. I could save you guys like an extra 30 minutes an hour just by, because just, I don't, you know what I mean? And it's a striking art as well. So for the casuals, holy shit, I have to fucking stop to explain the shit. There's striking and grappling. Striking arts are things where you throw punches and kicks. Grappling is where you like hug each other and try to wrestle each other to the ground, trying to get submissions, you know, trying to break each other's arms, trying to choke each other unconscious, etc., etc. Man, that was a dunk and a half. But yeah, it's a striking art. And if you know anything about striking, us human beings are not meant to strike, really. Not naturally. Our natural proclivity when we get into a fight is not to strike. You know, you know this. You know this. It's just that you guys probably haven't thought about it. But then whenever you see any sort of street fight, I've seen quite a fair few. That's not a bragging point either. I don't think that fighting in the streets is cool at all. I don't think it's cool. I think it's dangerous, first of all. I think that is, it's, man, fuck the barbaricism. I'm, I'm all about violence for sure. Fuck it. Why not? It's a natural part of human life. Just look through any history textbook. Violence is just us. We are violence. We're probably the most violent animals on planet Earth, bar none. Bar none. And it's made worse by our ability to think as well. But, you know, that's a whole other philosophical debate for another time. But, yeah, just look at any street fight. Usually in any street fight that has, like, two big guys or even two, two women, really, there's, like, usually someone has a mean right hand like a mean overhand right 
something like that. And then they go into like hair grabbing or something like that when you see that with the girls and then they grab whilst clawing each other or something like that. Or with the guys, they sort of grab, they wrestle, they trip each other down and then they start punching on the ground and stuff like that. That's usually the way it goes. Same thing with like, you know, primary school fights or high school fights or whatever. Usually it's like, okay, someone gets punched in the face or they both punch each other in the face. But then they're sort of shying away. They're doing that sort of jousting with their hands where they're both turning their faces away as well as their eyes. And then they're kind of throwing, hoping for the best. But then really they're just hoping to grab a hold of the other person. And then what happens? Someone shoots a double leg takedown and then they just fucking fight. They punch each other and then the teacher comes along and pulls them off of each other. That's usually the way it works. Us human beings were built to grapple. We were built to grapple. I mean, first of all, the bones in our hands, they break way too easily. All those tiny little bones in our hands and our feet and so on, they're, they're just not meant for striking, really. I mean, if there weren't so many fragments, you can make an argument for that, but they're just too many tiny bones in the hands. Way too many tiny bones in, in, the, in the fingers and the toes for it to be efficient with striking and we're not as efficient with striking either like bro you'd be lucky or you'd be pretty damn high skilled if you were to land 70% of your strikes and I'm talking in the context of and anything like kickboxing maybe not Muay Thai because Muay Thai they're more square they're, they're more sort of like taking impact giving a little bit of impact and things like Kyokushin Karate as well where it's also more of a square stance it's, you're more likely to land a little bit more, of course, a lot more to the body and stuff like that. But I mean, in things like kickboxing, things like uh, MMA, you'd be pretty damn high skilled if you were landing 70% of your strikes. But then with grappling, it's a very evidence-based thing. You, you know if someone is winning in grappling as well, or it's the guy on top, or it's the guy who's sunk in that choke, or it's the guy who's sunk in that that arm bar or whatever is pretty damn clear who's dominant or who's dominating pretty much right off the bat or who's more dominant at one point than the other person is pretty damn clear with striking you could have one guy who's pretty skilled another guy who isn't as skilled and then there's still a little bit of debate unless you know it goes along for a couple more seconds but with grappling we as human beings know instinctively right off the bat if someone is doing a good job or not no, I mean, I, I feel like I made my case pretty damn well. But then that brings me on to karate. With things like karate, man, it's it's such a high... Because it's a striking form. Also, it requires a lot of flexibility. It requires... I'm, I'm talking just karate as a whole. The different styles of karate. And they're so different that they kind of look like different martial arts. I'd, I'd struggle to call it karate, really, a lot of the time. Because it's like, damn, this is... Not like the karate that you see in movies with high kicks and shit. Like really, with my Kyokushin style, it was mostly like a squared stance. Almost like Muay Thai boxing-esque. But then of course my karate sensei, he was, he was pretty damn... And this is what I fucking loved. I've only come to appreciate it as I've tried to mix the martial arts styles and I'm developing my own style. I've only come to appreciate it. The fact that he didn't use karate in an isolated way. Karate is too soft for it to actually be a sport on its own now. It's way too soft, and I'll explain why as we go along, but it's just, 
it's a little too soft for it to be its own thing, for it to be its own style. Now, my opinion is likely to change, of course, especially as I mature as a fighter. But man, I mean, I think karate works best because of its creativity and its emphasis on flexibility and mobility and so on. I think it works best if you mix it in with other martial arts styles, like Muay Thai. You mix that in with Muay Thai, some good, heavy, fundamental boxing, like wow. Wow, you've, you're, you're a killer for sure. Absolutely. Whether you're learning it for self-defense or whether you're learning it for, for combat sports or competitive, uh, what you're trying to compete in some sort of a combat sport like MMA or kickboxing especially, you just find yourself just in a, on a different level in terms of progress, in terms of progress in those martial arts for sure. Oh, excuse me. But goddamn, I, karate just can't survive on its own, not anymore. First of all, karate is, is turned into this points. Okay, so for the yeah, fuck, I gotta explain all these goddamn things. There's this thing called point style or point karate. I don't know if many of you know, but then there's combat sports where, of course, there's, you know, judges and then there's points for certain things that you do, like an MMA, a certain amount of takedowns or a takedown, you know, cage control or cage dominance uh, aggression you know uh, the things like activity as well uh, control on the ground all of that stuff is scored on a basis but really you have the opportunity to knock someone out which can just end the debate right there or an opportunity to submit someone outright which just also ends the debate there they tap out they admit hey listen stop choking me i'm gonna fall unconscious that's kind of the end of it and that's how you win. Now in points-based tournaments or points-based um, martial arts like uh, point karate, it's all very light taps. You're not meant to knock anyone out. In fact, I think it's, uh, what is it, Olympic Taekwondo where you're not allowed to knock someone out? Or is it Olympic Karate where you're not allowed to knock someone out? But yeah, a knockout, a KO is not the one. That'll get you disqualified, you, you'll lose. And that's fine. That's fine, that's okay in my opinion, for, for you to have points-based stuff. That makes sense to me. Where, okay, you decide, okay, we just wanna take this in our context, where it's like, listen, we're just doing points, we're just doing it for points. We're, we're trying to see who has the best technique, who has the best evasive skills as well, who has the best evasive skills, who has the best uh, sort of footwork as well. There's loads of stuff that you can get from, from point karate. There's loads of stuff. Man, that was a good two point. There's a lot of stuff, but then when you make that your predominant thing, like, okay, there's no option to go any harder. It's, it's, it's kind of difficult to take it serious as a thing, as a, as a combat sport especially. It can definitely be done. I mean, look at fighters like Wonderboy. I think he came from, uh, what? A point style background or something like that I think yeah that's my fault but yeah I think he came from a point style background but then the only difference really is that he decided to then mix it with other martial arts as well and now you can see okay karate can survive but then it can only survive if it with the assistance especially with the grounding from other martial arts What the fuck? Yo, yo, why does iTunes keep on taking 79p out of my account, bro? That's pissing me off now. 
Shit. I'm a starving university student. What the fuck? I can't afford this shit. This is the third time in a month. And I know what you're thinking, oh, 79p, but yeah, that's exactly how they make the majority of the money, by the way. Did you know this? Like, subscription-based... Man, I'm only saying this because the fucking notification came on my phone. Subscription-based services, apparently, they make the majority of their money from people just forgetting to cancel. But what the fuck do I need to cat? Nah, this is pissing me off. Hold up. 79p for what? I'm not subscribed to anything. Fucking hell. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Listen, I'm dead. Yeah, I know that the quality of this show has just gone down because of this. But shut the fuck up, alright? I need to see what's going on here. They're eating up my money bit by bit. This is the third time this month. Hold up. Yeah, no active subscriptions. What the fuck? What is, I, don't, I don't understand. 79p for what? Bro, everything. You see, the world... The world is out to get your money. The world is out to get your money. You just don't have a fucking break. You just can't catch a break. I mean, recently, what, a couple of days ago, 34 pounds got taken out of my account by PayPal. For what? For what? I'm not, I'm never seeing that money again. I'm never seeing that money again. And apparently it was like, what is it? I think it was iTunes again. I haven't subscribed to anything. Bro, I'm, no, nah, I'm gonna take my card off. I'm going to take my card off on air. 106. 67. Um, <sighs> fucking hell. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. The quality of the show has just gone down because of this, but, you know, <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you're still here for the quality, I mean, you're, you're, you're here for the wrong reasons, but. <laughs> oh, fuck. Alright, uh, logging on to my Barclays, but yeah, fuck. What was I saying? Let me at least try to keep on topic whilst I'm being distracted. But yeah, um... Um, 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 um... $15.99. Yeah, $35.99 by PayPal. Fucking for what? For what? Someone, enli someone enlighten me. I'm definitely direct debit as well, first payment. What does that mean? Mm, no, no. Anyways, um, where the fuck was I? Yeah, karate. Yeah, I'm gonna just keep my phone on silent for sure. But yeah, karate, um. Anyways, yeah, points based system, it has its place. I have a lot of respect for it, and also it looks cool as well, you know, less knockouts. I think it's a very nice way for young kids to enter into the sport as well, um, just to learn the basics without sacrificing brain cells. Like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Why not? It sounds pretty damn reasonable. I don't have a problem with it. It's a good way for casuals as well, or people who don't want to go into the combat aspect of it, because just because it's a combat sport does not mean that there needs to be pain in it. But I'll explain what I mean by that as we just, just later. I'll just explain what I mean by that later. Because I have a different philosophy when it comes to combat sports. I think combat sports is just a different breed. It's just a different breed in terms of what a sport 
is and what it's expected to be. It's just a different breed, but I'll explain as we go along. But yeah, there's a time and there's a place for combat sports, but then there is a time and a place, especially if you're training for combat. If you're training for it to be effective and serious, and I know not everyone trains to be an effective killer. Not everyone trains to be an effective certified badass. What about the old lady who just wants boxer size effectively? You know, the, I, I, I like for martial arts to be that, uh, that accessible. Because I'd like for everyone to at least have a good bearing of how to throw a one and a two and a good roundhouse kick. That would make me happy if, if the entire world knew how to throw a good, you know, jab and a good uh, cross. And throw a good roundhouse kick and then have a decent rear naked choke. I'd say that's, that would fucking, I would like that. To live in a world like that would just be too OP. It would be too OP. Can you imagine the amount of incidents of assault that would go down? If everyone knew those basics, yeah, I know a one and a two and a rear naked choke isn't going to do much. Like, it's always best to learn every aspect of fighting. That way you can prepare for every scenario. But my, I would just imagine how much the world would change overnight if everyone had those skills. Or maybe I'm just being, like, I, I'm not talking from a place of knowledge here. I'm just waffling. But I have a feeling that, I don't know, am I being too optimistic? I think that would be fucking great. Honestly, I think that some shit would change. Personally. But yeah, not everyone has to train for effectiveness. That's not that's not everyone's goal, I understand. But then, let's be honest. Most people that go into combat sports, they're looking for some sort of effectiveness at the heart of it. And what kind of breaks my heart about karate? Because I think it's effective. I think it's cool. I think it can be effective for sure. I think it's pretty damn cool. I think there's a lot of cool techniques as well, which are super effective. You could take someone's head off for sure. You can, especially things like sidekicks as well, leaping sidekicks, jumping sidekicks. You got question mark kicks, the emphasis on flexibility and balance as well. There's a lot of useful shit that you can get out of karate. It's no joke either. Like, bro, I've, man, if you see old fashioned karate, man, bro. Like those old-fashioned, hardened karate guys who just be like, hey, listen, we're, we're not a joke at all. You look at us in our geese and you think we're something else, but listen, try, try sparring with us. It's terrifying being in the crosshairs of a real karate guy. Like they just feel different. Because really all karate is, all Muay Thai is, all Dutch-style kickboxing is, is just a style. It's a style. But then at the core of it needs to be well, at the core of it is essentially fighting. It's just a style. There's nothing necessarily mythical about it. It's not that, oh, a karate guy can beat a Muay Thai guy. No, it depends how good the karate guy is and it depends how good the Muay Thai guy is. It's just a style. That's it. It's like, okay, which ways do you, or how many combinations or how many, what, what's your philosophy around the fighting? It's not necessarily that one style is more superior than the other. I mean, what, I, I think I heard this in a story once, where it was a couple of karate fighters, I think it was, uh, what, five karate fighters went to Thailand to fight some high-level Muay Thai guys, all of them professionals. And of those five, three of them won against the Muay Thai guys. And it's like, goddamn, because you look at Muay Thai, 
today and you look at karate today and you think to yourself, did that happen? Really? Did that happen? I don't, yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Now, if you were to send those, not the same karate guys, but if you were to send some pretty high level karate guys, just from any sort of karate school, any high level karate school, any sort of styles of karate as well, whatever styles you think are more effective or are the most effective, I, I doubt if more than one or more than two would win against your typical Muay Thai guy today because Muay Thai is still, it's the most brutal stand-up sport I've ever seen. I don't really know if it's the most brutal. Well, actually, there's Leth, there's Lethway, actually. There's Lethway. Lethway, Lethway. You have the Art of Nine Limbs, where it also includes headbutts. I think that's the most damaging and the most savage stand-up sport. But Muay Thai is pretty much that. Minus the headbutts. Like, yo, Google Lethway. L-E-T-H-W-E-I. Lethway, if you're listening to this podcast. Which, um, yeah, from the looks of it many of you are fucking i'm surprised as hell no uh, not not to toot my own horn but you know it's yeah but yeah if you're here for the quality like i said <laughs> i was just doing fucking online banking in the middle of the podcast <laughs> so if you're here for the quality <laughs> shit <laughs> i hope you're not here for the waffling because that's the only thing i have to offer <laughs> fucking <laughs> oh but shit nah Muay Thai is the most brutal stand-up sport I've ever seen. And I think it's the most brutal stand-up, other than Letway. But then Letway is just like, just add a headbutt in. That's it. That's it. So yeah, Muay Thai takes the crown. It really, really does. And it's barely changed as well. In terms of accessibility, I don't, I don't... I don't know, especially with leg kicks, I don't know that you can do casual Muay Thai. I don't think that's a real thing. Just like with casual MMA, there's no such thing as casual MMA. It's so physically demanding of you that you just, especially with the grappling aspect, you're pretty much doing burpees for three to five rounds, anywhere between three to five rounds. It's not accessible. Same thing with Muay Thai, it's not accessible at all. You're kicking each other in the legs. Even if you check a light leg kick, you feel it. So the very nature of the sport kind of doesn't allow it unless they were to take leg kicks out of Muay Thai but then that's then it's just not Muay Thai then it's just not Muay Thai I mean with kickboxing they'll allow leg kicks why, why the fuck would they ever 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 genuinely seriously think about taking leg kicks out of Muay Thai it's kind of a point of pride having well it's it's one of the most basic things at a certain at a certain level is one of the most basic things to have conditioned legs it's never going to stop hurting like a leg kicker and you know the casual that's listening to this podcast does not understand they don't understand oh ah try to go for a buzzer beater ah shit 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 now i gotta see if this podcast is still recording yeah it's recording is the jazz too low ah now i feel like that's too high Nah, fuck it, I'll leave it, fuck it. But yeah, you see this? I gotta be my own producer, I gotta be my own editor and everything. Mm, No, no, not gonna touch the phone. 
but yeah muay thai is no joke and it hasn't been a joke ever since i don't know when muay thai was invented it's a pretty old thing like you know they used it so like okay i'll probably fuck up the general history but then generally when was it done i think it was done round about like you know back when they used to use like swords and used to ride on horseback and shit they used it as a way to sort of replace weapons if your weapon ever got stolen i think that's the origin of it i think that's the origin of it please don't quote me please don't quote me all right i'm just a i'm just a casual who loves fighting all right and i don't know too much about the history of muay thai but i have respect respect for muay thai guys i have nothing but respect how can you not respect true warriors and that's where karate is sort of you know lagging behind like how the fuck can you respect a guy and i'll and i'll 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 tell you, I'll, uh, there's just an incident that I saw, and I'll tell you a little bit later. But then, yeah, to finish off my point or to round off my point, with Muay Thai, you can't take it casually. With MMA, you can't take it casually. And so there's a certain level, there's a certain basic standard that's met as a result of that. Same thing with Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, you can do Jiu-Jitsu casually, but then at some point, if you're not choking people out, if you're not, you know, if you're not in a certain fitness range you're not going to be able to do certain things like if you're not flexible enough you know you're going to have a pretty hard time sinking in triangles i mean good luck not getting injured that's all i'm going to say if for anyone who's thinking of starting brazilian jiu-jitsu and you know what whenever i talk to any sort of casual and i mention things like injury and stuff like that the typical human being is so damn just bitch made the typical human being is so damn bitch made that the possibility of them even getting like a bloody nose or something like that from a spazzy white belt just puts them off entirely and that pisses me off i don't have time i don't i don't have the patience either for people with cowardice and i think i think that's a very harmful thing for me to for me to say because fighting is not an easy thing Putting yourself in harm's way is not an easy thing. And I know it's pretty damn selfish of me to say that. It's like, it's kind of heartless of me to say that. But I also kind of don't give a fuck at the same time. I kind of don't. But then I think that's because, you know, I've, I've sort of had that beaten into me. Because I'm not going to lie to you, I used to be that type of guy as well. Everyone kind of is. But then I, I appreciate people who at least push forward. People who have heart. Heart. A lion's heart to be able to push forward past their fears they have a desire to go past their fears the same thing that i had i had a huge desire to go past my fears because i kept you know and this is gonna sound nerdy but you you should already know i fucking love anime i love anime and anime is one of the biggest reasons why i've gone into fighting because i saw like especially as a weak pretty soft kid as well I saw these like anime characters like Goku and you know Gohan and all that shit, fucking Luffy from One Piece, you know fucking Zoro and all that stuff, just being all badass and shit like that. You know, young Midoriya from uh, fucking what's his name, from uh, My Hero Academia, and Gon from from uh, what's it called? <sighs> what the uh, Hunter Hunter? Yeah, 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 Hunter Hunter. And then, of course, you know, Demon Slayer as well and stuff like that. Like, all of these fucking... Uh, just just them... You know, the, t the typical story of them rising above their weaknesses and, and constantly pushing forward and never giving up. 
And that inspired me, man, because I looked at them and I was looking at my fat, pudgy, fucking year nine self and I was thinking to myself, bro, you know, I'm, I'm tired of being weak. I'm just tired of being weak. And so I, that's when I decided to just join karate. And then from there went to boxing and then the rest is history. But yeah, I was scared. Yeah, I was scared. And you know what? You'd think, okay, Jericho, you know what it's like to be scared. Wouldn't you have a little bit of sympathy? Wouldn't you have a little bit of empathy? And I kind of do, but mostly I have a, a major impatience with just weaklings or people who are weak. I mean, I have no problem if you want to push forward and get over that then I'm definitely willing, I'm willing and able, but then I hate when people are like, oh yeah, I wanna try this. And then they're like, uh, I don't know, they come to one session and then they kind of give up after that. It's like, okay, all right, you, you, can, you can stay in your lane, I guess. But then the worst part is when they give up and then they still sort of linger. You can tell that they wanna come back, but they're afraid to come back. That pisses me off. It's like, God damn it, you just don't have the heart. You don't have the heart and you don't have the commitment to stay in it. And most people today don't. They don't have the heart or commitment to even wake up at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. Now try convince them to wake up at like 6, 7 a.m. and get punched in the face. Try and convince them that. Or get choked. Like almost get, just practice getting killed early in the morning. Try and convince people of that. People can barely wake up on their own timetable. Their own timetable. So it's like, okay, all right, fine, fuck it. Most people are just destined to be average, but you know what? That's less competition, I guess. Less competition. But anyways, yeah, you look at all of these warrior classes, and that's the reason why warriors, modern-day gladiators, which is exactly what fighters are, that's exactly why they get the respect that they get. It's because they do shit that's difficult. It's not easy to fight. It's not... It, never mind even going to the gym. Like, guys who go to the gym are praised in the same way that fighters are praised. Because it's stuff like, you know, watching your diet, watching what you eat, um, being consistent. Never mind watching what you eat, just being consistent. Like you could have all the junk food in the world. You could, you could have all the junk food in the world. You could eat all the crap in the world. But then, uh, you know, just the ability to be consistent. Like people consistently see you going to the gym and shit. Like, people start asking questions like, oh, damn, what's going on there? What's going on there? Are you going to the gym again, you know, for the second time today? How, oh, hey, oh okay, all right, that's good, that's good. I thought that was a charging foul. Yeah, I'm still playing NBA, by the way. I don't know if it's going to be able to pick up on the microphone, but what I've figured out is that if you can hear, if I can hear it in real life, the microphone can definitely hear it, and it's fucking weird. It's weird. This microphone is good quality. Shout out to... Well, actually, no. We only did a one-off sponsorship. Speaking of which, this podcast is sponsored by no one. It's, it's sponsored by no one. I haven't had a sponsor in a while. <laughs> but I think that's because I've been inconsistent as fuck. But eh, it's all right. It's all right. But if I was to recommend something for you guys to buy, especially for you sports... um guys out there I'd, I'd recommend shock doctor mouth guards like shock doctor is a good brand and not shark doctor i don't know if you can hear because of my accent but shock doctor like s-h-o-c-k shock as in like oh i'm shocked shock doctor is pretty damn good you can get it on amazon next day delivery or opro 
which is O-P-R-O. -O. And I hope that they fucking hear this. I hope that they sponsor me at least. Good quality mouth guards. A lot better than Safe Jaws because I had Safe Jaws. And I've had it for, well, I've had two Safe Jaws really. First I had what? I had a blue one. And then I had this black one with like razor sharp teeth on it as a mouth guard. It just, I thought it looked pretty damn cool. But then both of them were just low quality. They were kind of hurting my gums. They are pretty tight around the teeth. And I thought, bro, if I wear this over the long term, is this going to deform my teeth? Like, yo, what the fuck? And also the fitting wasn't the best either. Not, maybe because of me. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be trashing uh, Save Jaws in case they want to sponsor this podcast too. But yeah, maybe it was because of the way that I fitted them. But whenever I do fitting and stuff, I, I love to be as accurate as possible because there's nothing worse than having an ill-fitting mouth guard. But, um, yeah, the, the Safe Jaws didn't really impress me. I don't know why I bought it the second time around. I think it's because back then it was sort of the only brand I knew in terms of, uh, or the only brand I trusted. But yeah, holy shit, Oprah and Shock Doctor, they're just a superior mouth guard. I fucking love them. And you know what, I, they only cost me, what, 20 pounds or something? If I really cared about my teeth, I would have spent even more. Like, I don't know, a good 50 or something like that. And I think I might do that um, when I next get uh, when I get the next round of crumbs from the government. You know, when they decide to feed me again. I might, uh, I might invest, definitely, in, uh, in getting um, a very expensive mouth guard. I also think I want to get new gloves as well. What the fuck? Oh, shit, I won. Oh, I wasn't even looking at points. <laughs> okay, all right, fuck. Okay, what other game am I going to play now? You know, this is the only time, really, that I can play video games. My life is so damn busy. And you know what? People always, people always, this is how you know that most people are just dead average. People always sort of look at you like you're being a snob whenever you say that you're busy. Bitch, I'm busy. What the, how was the fuck am I supposed to explain it? Oh, I've, I've got stuff to... No, that sounds pretentious. Pretentious is the word. People always look at you like you're pretentious when you say that you're busy. If I'm busy, I'm busy. What the fuck are, Yo, I was talking to... Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm going to call him out. I'm going to call out that motherfucker. Fucking Will. I was talking to him. I was like, bro, yeah, I mostly put my phone on airplane mode because there's always people that... And he was like, oh, ooh, what, you got loads of people hitting you up? Yes, I do. I do, in fact. Yes, yes, I, I, yeah, I do. What, am I gonna fucking pretend that I... What's the point of pretending that you're busy anyways? Why would I, why would I say that as a flex? That doesn't sound like a flex. And it's not a flex, it's fucking annoying. Man, I wish people would leave me alone sometimes. Holy shit. And you know what, if any of you people blowing up my phone get this, yeah, you know, if you could leave me alone from time to time, you know, that, that wouldn't be too much to ask. No, holy shit, I open up my phone in the morning. There's 30 messages that I gotta respond to. I'm like, nope. 30 messages from 30 different people. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. You know when you look at something, you look at a workload and you're just tired. You're just tired, you just... And I'm not one to do this. I'm definitely not one to do this often. But, going, just hitting the snooze button and going back to bed. You know what I mean? You look at your day and you're like, give me death. Give, give me death or give me a better schedule at least. Give me two less messages and I'll, I'll think about waking up. 
just yeah i hope that's enough of a rant for you guys but yeah give me death or give me a better schedule god damn it but yeah if you're busy you're fucking busy i don't i don't understand that's not a flex at all that shouldn't be a flex man there are days though where i don't get anything and those days are always peaceful as fuck because it's my day you know it's me it's mine I, I don't even feel like my phone is mine sometimes like bro bro look you see what i mean you see what i mean my phone is at my feet right now it's charging it's on its own and the light just flashes you know when you get a notification your light sort of turns on for a bit and then it's just flashing it's catching the corner of my eye and it's distracting the fuck out of me it's distracting my train of thought jesus christ and then on top of that you got paypal you got your bank like bro i'm every week there's always at least one payment that's coming out of my account that i didn't say yes to 79p for what what the fuck am i subscribed to i need to figure this out and they don't tell you that's exactly how they get you on the hook they just don't tell you and that's both my bank cards now fuck i'm stupid i i that's for another podcast though that's for another podcast right now we're talking about how karate makes you drake effectively it makes you little nas x Uh, yeah, I make myself giggle. I do. I do. But nah, karate, it has its place. If you mix it in with other stuff, it's, you're gonna be a deadly guy. Especially if you like to be creative. I like to be creative. Of course, I do love to focus on the basics. Because I've, I've built in an understanding. Well, I, I haven't built it in. My, my uh, karate sensei and my coach Harks as well. Um over at TCA, they built in a strong appreciation for technique and the basics and heavy fundamentals, especially with boxing, which is another thing that karate lacks, boxing. Yeah, bro, yeah, listen, those like, uh, and I forgot all the karate names, but then when I was doing karate, when I was doing Kyokushin, we didn't give a fuck about karate names. Which I was glad for. No Kazagazami or Gazel, whatever the fuck. Shut, shut the fuck. It's it's only cool when the BJJ guys do it. It's only cool when the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guys do it. It's not cool. It's not cool at all. When you're doing fucking crane kicks and shit like that, looking all dorky and shit, and then you start naming your shit. No, just just don't. Just fucking call it a sidekick, cocksucker. God damn it, fuck. Just call it a goddamn sidekick. But yeah, anyways, apart from sidekicks, those fucking, you know, those karate punches? You know what I mean. Even, let me try and describe it to the best that I can, though. You know those, like, uh, fucking punches where it's like, uh, you try and hit the gut while stepping forward. You know what I mean? Just search up any sort of karate punch. You know what I mean? Those straight fist punches where you sort of use your arm as like a sort of like uh, you're stabbing someone with like a sword or something like that or with a knife if you know what i mean damn that was a quick fight <laughs> holy shit that's the way it should have gone but john jones is fucking going out on all night benders and shit like that <sighs> speaking of john jones but you know that's an entire podcast on its own fucking john jones god damn it and i thought he was back i thought he was back i was starting to forgive him but that really is for another time, though. Ah, shit. Entered the wrong game. 
<sighs> yeah, but yeah, anyways, those goofy straight punches, they have their place. And I have a combination called Metal Rhino. Because I name my combinations. I like to name them. Because it's just easier to remember. Like Metal Rhino. Okay, Metal Rhino, I know that there's going to be, you know, a drop down and a cross to the body. Because it's sort of like, you know, a rhino's horn. It sort of penetrates the gut. That's just... I, dude, yeah, yeah, and also naming moves is fucking cool as hell, man. It's like some anime shit, fucking naming your moves and all that stuff. But yeah, there's some combinations where I get inspiration, because why reinvent the wheel? I'm not out here rethinking combinations of my own. I might add like a right kick in or something like that, but other than that, I just study loads of fighting, you know, fight videos and stuff like that, loads of sparring footage of other people. And then I just sort of try and incorporate it on my own bring in the practice to drill I mean why not why not all I have is time all I have is time oh, fuck. damn I'm tired I'm tired and the day isn't even over but the reason I'm tired is because I know that after this podcast I have a lot of shit that I need to do that I don't want to do and that's exactly what it's like to do something that you don't give a fuck about. Now, when it comes to fighting and shit like that, I legit spend 10 hours a day easily just talking about fighting, watching videos about fighting, reading books about fighting, writing my own fight tips and stuff like that, that my own philosophies as well, my own thoughts that are always constantly evolving, by the way. Because whenever you're into something that you love, you can't help but try and innovate it. You can't help but try and make it better than it is. You can't help it. But then when it comes to even one thing that you don't give a fuck about, all of a sudden you find like a thousand other different things that you'd rather do. It is wild. It's crazy. What And bro, I, just, I don't want that to be the rest of my life. I'll take the bullshit now because I'm young. I don't have many choices now. Well, you know what? That's bullshit. That's bullshit. I do have choices, but then my choices are limited. I eventually want to get to a point where that's going to be less of a problem. I don't want to constantly negotiate with myself to do something. That's just torture. That really is just torture. Because this is torture, for sure. Try and, I don't give a fuck about university. I don't give a fuck about my assignments. Like, bro, I, I would rather, I'm legit out here dragging myself to lectures. I don't give a fuck about these, like, man, what? And that's what, that's the difference between, because, bro, I, I don't, I don't even spend 10 minutes researching or studying. I don't even spend 10 minutes in an entire day researching or studying. But then when it comes to researching or studying fighting, bro, I'm spending 10 hours accidentally accidentally bro i would be passing with flying colors if this fucking degree was in mma or in combat sports or something i would be passing with honors now with the course that i'm doing i'll be happy if i just get a basic pass i don't care about first class or whatever the fuck they call it man i don't i'm not even sure if i want to do enough to not get kicked out Shit, at this point, I'm, I'll be surprised if I'm still here in the second year. Holy shit. <sighs> but 
But yeah, anyways, fuck, what was I talking about? Goddamn. Goddamn, um... Yeah, karate is just not... It needs to be mixed in with other things. It really, really does. For it to actually survive now, because what's happening is that they've softened it up because they want it to be... It's more accessible. And of course, when you do point-style stuff and you make it more accessible, parents want to put their kids in it because it's less violent. The scene is less violent. They don't want their kid to get all hurt and shit like that, but they want their kid to be active and they kind of think, oh, my kid is learning how to fight. So they can protect themselves, they can stand up for themselves, you know, and it does well for, for uh, mental health and stuff like that. It does well for just getting them moving because a lot of kids these days aren't moving. They just aren't moving. A lot of kids are just staying indoors. They're not doing anything. Yeah, they play football or something, but they get kind of out of shape, at, especially towards the end of primary school, beginning of like year seven, which is like what, beginning of high school. That's when a lot of kids tend to drop sports altogether. They might play football from time to time. And if you're in a pretty good school that has good PE and good activity and stuff like that, if you're in a state school, or if you're in a public school, which is like a government-run school, I mean, good luck. Good luck trying to get any sort of meaningful sports under your belt. You're just not going to do it. You're just not going to do it. It's just not possible. The barrier to entry for sports is pretty damn high. It's pretty damn high. You need gear, you need equipment, you need training grounds, you need a coach. Or maybe you don't need a coach. Even if you didn't need a coach, you need those things. And then you, you need fucking space to be able to play as well. Not every school has that. And of course, not every school gives a fuck. Most, most schools are focused on churning out grades. It's just a grades factory. That's effectively what it is. It's just a grades factory. And that's unfortunate. Because that's just... You're, you're ruining so much potential in terms of who that kid is or what that could what that kid could be like how do you know you're not looking at the next David Beckham it's heartbreaking it really is heartbreaking but you know what that's the lay of the land at least life isn't fair I guess life has never been fair really but oh man I guess it is what it is Uh, fuck, I'm trying to remember the friggin' controls for Naruto um, Storm 4. Have you guys played this game, by the way? This game is one of the best, no, the best anime series game that I've ever played in my entire life, bro. I remember when I used to play this all the time with Alexis back in boarding. Yo, know, that guy was fucking good. The most fun fights ever as well, I swear to God. But yeah, man, that's just me talking as a weeb. I don't know if I am a weeb, but, you know, fuck, man, look at this Reaper Death Seal, bro. <laughs> bro. Oh, I fucking love that. That move never gets old. Oh, shit. Oh, well, it is what it is. But, yeah, fuck. With karate, though, yeah, they softened it up to make it, it's made it a hell of a lot more accessible to just your typical casual. But then the point where I have a hard time is where you're sort of giving black belts out you're just giving them out like it does it just doesn't mean anything at some point like what the fuck is the point of having a black belt then because what i think is sort of the jujitsu way of thinking about it which is like bro a black belt is like 
you just can't argue with it. If someone has got a black belt in jujitsu, the chances of it being illegitimate are so astronomically low. It's just, I think it's jujitsu, you know, this is what I wish most martial arts would be, especially these days, where it's, listen, this is a protected class, this is a protected establishment. There is very little room to fuck around. And I think it's because jujitsu is sort of uniquely in a position where it's like, bro, if you're not choking anyone or if they're not feeling any sort of pain, if you're not about, you know, not about to break someone's arm, you're not doing it right. Oh, bro, that's badass. Man, these finishing scenes when you do ultimate moves is so bad. It's so badass, bro. Oh, fuck. But yeah, jujitsu is unique in the fact that if you if you're not if someone is not feeling pain like the arm is about to snap or their ankle is about to go or you know this is why with grab because it's a grappling art so it's wrestling you know pretty much wrestling on the ground trying to like choke each other to death that's pretty much what it is and so with grappling is very evidence-based like bro who's the guy on top or who's the guy who's doing work on the bottom who's the guy who has the submission it's pretty damn evident who it is but then when it comes to striking you can sort of bullshit it to a certain respect depending on the style and this is where most karate styles have their problems based they have their problems based on the fact that they can sort of they, they can sort of lighten up the rules and they have lightened up the rules like yo no knockouts fine but then when it comes to things like oh yeah it's primarily points based and stuff like that and then you start to take away things like oh no no punching to the face and this is where it brings me to the freaking karate video. I think I alluded to it a little bit before in this podcast. But then, yeah, no punching to the face as well. Like, bro, there was a Muay Thai guy and there was a karate guy who were fighting. It was this YouTube video that I saw yesterday. Yesterday, actually. So, yeah, pretty damn recent. But it's like, bro, <laughs> the Muay Thai guy, he was throwing in some good leg kicks. And the fucking karate guy was tough. He was just eating up that those leg kicks like it was fucking nothing. Like it was nothing. You could definitely tell he was maybe good Kyokushin, maybe Shotokan style of karate. But then what then happened, because punches, well, I think punches were not allowed to the face. But then the Muay Thai guy hits him with a high kick. It's a high switch kick. And then he punched him to the face. And he did that three or four times where he punched him to the, to, uh, to the face. Even though this karate guy was taking body shots from hell. I would say that two to four of those face punches were actually hard. Where I would probably be like, uh, yeah, those are hard. But then you still gotta have that thing where you gotta keep going still. I don't really care how hard the punches are. Unless the punch rocks you. Or unless the punch knocks you out. Then you got very few excuses for you to actually be stopping mid-combat. The referee had to step in and it was like okay this hardened karate guy who's obviously who have, he obviously has skill he obviously knows what he's doing this guy has been stopped he was fucking holding his face it was kind of embarrassing i'm not gonna lie to you he was holding his face like he got poked in the eye he didn't get poked in the eye the guy just got punched in the face and excuse me for being mistaken but i thought that getting punched in the face was kind of the kind of the thing that you had to deal with when it comes to combat sports am i fucking wrong what <laughs> like bro i just didn't understand i didn't understand he legit 
he I just don't know how to explain it. The guy was hardened. The guy didn't look like a joke and he wasn't a joke. He had skill. But then of those four punches that landed to his face, he reacted like a baby to all four of those punches. And that's exactly the that's a conditioned response. That is absolutely a conditioned response. And for those of you who don't know, a conditioned response is something that you train in. So, okay, you train often to be able to, if someone kicks you in the leg, you check the leg kicks. And then if someone keeps kicking you in the leg, you check the leg kick, and then you throw something back. So countering, counterfighting is a good example of um, a conditioned response. It's sort of like something that you can't control. You know what I mean? When something happens, immediately, immediately all of your training just twitches your body to move almost, um, almost on autopilot. If you get what I mean. But yeah, that's a conditioned response. His autopilot teaching, what he learned from karate was, okay, shell up whenever you get punched in the face. Like, bro. <laughs> this is what points out. This is, yo, karate. This, this is what happens when you send your kid to karate, right? That bones get soft. You want a marshmallow kid? You want a soup kid? You want a liquid kid? You want a, you want a kid whose bones are made out of fucking rubber? Is that what you want? I mean, all right, fine. If you want your kid to get bullied, fine. But you know what? Karate's also gotten a bad rap in the media because it's all it looks dorky as well. So, bro, if something looks dorky, it better be cool, like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And you know what? You're fucking execute me, whatever. I don't give a fuck. But I'm gonna say it right now. I love Brazilian jiu-jitsu. One of my favorite martial arts, if not my favorite martial art of all time. But it looks pretty damn questionable, bro. You know, you got another guy in between your legs, you know, you, you, you're taking his back. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You're the, bro, it, yeah. and of course to me, it's, it's nothing new. It's like, yeah, you know, you're just doing jujitsu. But then to the casual who sees jujitsu for the first time, it looks like two men aggressively trying to sexually assaults each other it's just it just i don't know i don't know i don't know especially with the geese as well it doesn't really make a good case for it but you know what fuck it it's because we're used to it they are not necessarily used to it okay yep is this time in the podcast where i have to check if it's still recording yep still recording yeah that lost episode pissed me off man i need to do an out of context um for that because we only recorded the first 10 minutes. The first 10 minutes is all we got. Man, yeah, it didn't hurt, but it, it didn't tickle either. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah, it's just, we just need to make sure that doesn't happen again. But yeah, still recording, we're fine. Um, man, this computer always scares me whenever it goes in standby mode. I think to myself, let's stop recording. That's the only episode that we've lost. That's the only lost episode. And you know what? There might be more to come. You never know. But I'd, I'd like to limit that number later on. But yeah, that's absolutely a conditioned response. Like, he just kept on holding his face, waiting for the referee to effectively save him. And it's like, damn, okay, there's a very limited amount of things that you can do there. And that limit, especially when you're thinking of actually transitioning and making karate. Because, listen, even though I said before I understand the reasons for 
for combat sports not needing to be hard or not needing to be physically damaging. Like, not everyone's in it for a fight. Which I don't think it is, but I'll explain that probably in another podcast, honestly. I don't think combat sports is a fight. I don't think it's a fist fight. It's a fucking sport. It has rules and it has, you know, this is what rubs me the wrong way as well about the typical casual when they try and go into a martial art. And you often find that it is the casuals who tend to lean more to this point style, the softer style of, um, of fighting or softer styles of fighting where you don't really have to put yourself, you don't really have to put your body on the line. But then it's not about putting your body on the line forever. It's literally temporary pain. Getting punched in the face will not put you in a brain wheelchair. You'll be fine. You'll be okay. You do it a couple of times, especially when you're young. Those brain cells will fucking repair. You might lose a couple, yeah, but you'll be fine, all right? You won't be fucking talking, uh, talking like this and, uh, when, when, you're, when you're in old age and shit like that. You're not gonna have that. You're not gonna have a brain funk. You'll be fucking fine. I think that's just a goddamn excuse. Unless you have actual medical problems, then it's fine for you to stay away from, from combat sports. But then I'm talking mostly to the casuals who are already in combat sports. And what you notice a lot from these point guys is insecurity. Because they kind of know that their style is kind of bullshit. I'll tell you right now, I'm a karate switch stance fighter. Alright, I did karate as my first thing and I fucking love it and I still use it to this day, I innovate. But then when it comes to Kyokushin, I learned a much harder style because I had a much harder teacher who is who talked in much of the same way that I'm talking now. I probably got my way of talking from him when it comes to this stuff. I probably definitely have, I definitely got bits, like large chunks of my philosophy from the way that he talks about his philosophy, which is listen, toughen up. Don't cry, don't be a bitch, don't be a little pussy, don't be a little bitch boy, did shit like that. And yeah, people have, you know, people have their own thoughts about that, but fighting is not pretty. Fighting is not pretty. Now, I, I wouldn't exactly necessarily call someone a... Yeah, I'll call them a bitch-ass nigga, yeah, but, you know, maybe maybe not bitch boy, you know I mean? Not, uh, he used to call people Nancys and Lilies and shit like that. He was that type of coach, you know what I mean? And so it wasn't the fact that it was the style that made that made him a hard fighter. It was him that made the style hard. If you know what I mean. Your coach makes up, your coach is very important. Who your coach is, is extremely important. Their mindset is important. Their philosophy is important. Especially when it comes to achieving certain goals. But then you see, with even with Kyokushin, if it wasn't for the fact that my sensei mixed in a lot of other stuff with the Kyokushin, I would not be an MMA fighter. I would not be an effective MMA fighter right off the bat, I don't think. I wouldn't really be able to survive well enough. And he made me realize that with boxing. Because it was like, bro, I, I thought, I thought, I genuinely thought, and this is just one of the many diseases that is passed on to you as as a points based karate guy or as a strict karate guy i thought that my karate striking was good enough i thought that was boxing bro 
When you're talking about only using your hands and the way that your hands do this, the way that you throw out the jab and the right cross and your footwork, you find out very quickly in your first session actually of boxing that bro, striking and boxing are not the same thing. They're not. That little wah, wah, or that wah, wah, where you sort of like, you know, throw out a little bit of, you can hit someone with the wrist, you know, like the praying mantis pose where the wrist is sort of flicked outwards, like you're all posing and shit. You can hit someone with the wrist and as long as, long as it makes contact with the other guy's abdomen, that counts as a point. And so in your mind, you're constantly being conditioned to think that that's effective striking. Bro, boxers are trying to dig their fists into your into into you. They're trying their hardest to drill their hands into your head. They don't give a fuck about points necessarily. Of course, you know, don't take it literally. Of course, they play for the judges and stuff like that depending on the boxing style, but really, most boxers are in there for a fist fight. That's what I'd call a fist fight for sure. Bro, like, for real, I don't know the difference between boxing sparring and an actual boxing match. It is shocking. It is shocking. And this this isn't all boxing gyms, of course. In fact, I'd, I'd say like a lot of gyms, a lot of boxing gyms these days are, they're both hard and can also be accessed by your casual as well. But I'm talking generally, Generally speaking, boxing hurts. I've never walked away from a boxing session without a headache. That's just never happened. It's never happened. Never, not once have I ever walked away from a boxing session and my head isn't pounding. And I, I think that's fucking unhealthy. I think that's unhealthy as fuck for sure. But Jesus Christ, man, they fight to win. They don't fight for points. They don't fight for points. And I think that's mostly because of the mentality of the boxers, really. The mentality of the coaches as well, where it still has that old-fashioned sort of understanding of, hey, listen, I'm I'm in this to I'm in this to to win. I'm in this to hurt the other person. And that's kind of what I see combat sports as. It's the ultimate test. It's it's so regal. It's so it's so human. There's something so human about fighting that all of us pretty much want to understand. We want to get in line with it. We want to see it. We want to do it. You know, it's just that thing that you just can't ignore about us human beings. You just can't ignore it. Which is why, which is where the insecurity comes from. Because these casual sort of, um, these casual sort of karate guys, these casual point-based guys, they come up against a real fighter, not necessarily even fighting, but then they look in the direction of a real fighter. And then they just like, they, they try and justify to you what they did in karate. Like they say, oh yeah, I did karate and we did loads of side. And then they start like miming it for you. Yeah, we, we did this and you did, we did loads of sidekicks and wait, wait, no, no if, if you stand real square, let, let me, let me, uh, let, uh, let me, let me show you what, what, what we, what, what, uh, what we learned. And, uh, yeah, we did this and then we did the, the haya and then, no, but then it was more the wrist turned inwards. And you know, if you do or like karate chop like that, and then they like bring you in and then they just try and mime what the fuck they were doing. And I'm like, bro, what? If you, if your style was truly legit, why are you going through all of this struggle? to explain to me what you did. I kind of I kind of get 
what's up when you say you know when you say that you did well I also kind of don't actually whenever someone has said karate I always say what style because that's the best way to catch out if someone did something that might be legit or if someone did something that's totally bullshit not bullshit as in they bullshit but then bullshit as in they got bullshitted like bro you got robbed you better get your money back like whatever style you were doing before I, I the, you got robbed like get your money back get your time back if you can <laughs> get, get get your time back if you can if you can help it like goddamn what a major waste of time doing a style that because if you're doing a combat sport which is already physically demanding never mind getting hurt you might as well get compensated for it. you might as well learn something effective something effective there are easier ways to get your exercise in uh, and I get that you fucking like combat sports and shit but bro there are easier ways to do something than to simply just you know fucking risk life and limb because even if you're in a combat scenario getting knocked out if someone doesn't want to get knocked out if someone doesn't want to get oh bro sorry I was I'm just playing injustice right now and I'm looking at this ultimate finisher. Bro, that's fucking badass. Dark side is badass. But yeah, there, there are much easier ways to get your exercise in without risking, you know, getting hurt. Because you can even, you can get accidentally knocked out. That's the thing. No matter what style of combat you're in. Bro, dark side is so badass, bro. I swear to God. <sighs> Fuck. But yeah, there are easier ways to get your exercise in than to fucking risk getting knocked out and shit like that. They really, really are. But if you love it so much, then that's fine. It's okay. Like I said before, I, and I know I sound like I'm contradicting myself. But also, at the same time, not really. If you get what I mean. And what I mean by that is that it's the fact that... That built-in insecurity that you then get from doing a style that you know is kind of not great. A lot of guys who go into combat sports, from what I think, actually go into they actually go into it to learn how to fight. I think. Especially a lot of young men. They go into it to learn how to fight. And so when it's evidence to them that they don't know how to fight, that's like, that's kind of heartbreaking to them. Well, not heartbreaking, but then it kind of builds in this insecurity in them where they have those feelings of inadequacy. Where it's like, bro, I don't know what to tell you, bro. I really don't know what to tell you, but karate really does make your bones soft. It really does, at least the karate today. At least the karate today. All of these different styles and all that shit. I don't care if it's Kyokushin, like the one that I did, and I love Kyokushin. I think a lot of my success has come from a great understanding of mobility, a great understanding of being square to your opponent, you know, just building in. And it's not even, you know what, never mind. It's not even Kyokushin, actually. It's the coach that I had. Any style can be effective depending on how it's implemented, but then if you expect it to be effective right off the bat, just because it's a certain style, then your understanding of 
fighting is probably not fully fleshed out, I don't think. Of course, my understanding of fighting is not fully fleshed out either. But then at least I have the understanding that the style does not make the fight. <clears throat> People say that styles make fights. In MMA, I know that's something that's said pretty often. Hold up. <coughs> Goddamn. Yeah, man, I'm getting a dry mouth. I've been talking for an hour straight. But yeah, I know that people say uh, styles make fights in MMA, and that's partly true, of course. If not entirely true. But then I think, you know, statements like that really should be said or really should be recited in, in context. They really should be. I mean, the same thing with Mike Tyson's, oh, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Again, that's true. But then it needs to be said within the proper context. Because people think, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just entirely true, bro. If you get punched in the face, you just go all wild and shit like that. Not if you're a trained fighter. Or not if you're a fighter who is training. Like, things like composure, timing, breathing as well. You can definitely stick to your plan as close to your plan as possible if you're trained. So it's not entirely true, but it's not entirely false. You know, it's one of those blanket statements that need context. It just needs fucking context. Same thing with the argument for karate as well. This... You know, I'm just gonna end it off on this. Styles make fights, but that's not the only thing that makes fights. Styles make fighters. But then... Other things also make fighters as well, like coaches, mentality, heart, and stuff like that. Your style is just the flesh. It's just the, the sort of extra protein around it. But then what's the basis of it? What's the main, what's the nucleus? You know what I mean? What's the main meat of it? Because style can also be sizzle. Like, yo, karate looks fancy when it's all sideways and shit like that, like in Shotokan karate. It looks all fancy and shit like that. With all those high kicks, side kicks, hook kicks, and all that shit. Jumping kicks, cyclone kicks, spinning heel kicks, and so on. All sorts of kicks. But then ultimately, that's not the only thing. What's the underlying surface thing? Because you can have a hard-ass, badass guy who can murder most of the planet. And he's doing that goofy sideways stance. And he's doing those goofy little L kicks and stuff like that. You can totally have that. You can totally have that, why not? My point is that you can be completely badass, even if you do ballet, you can be a certified badass. It's more about your mentality, and it's more about your mindset, and your philosophy and stuff like that, in my opinion, rather than what style you come from. But then the problem with karate that I've noticed is that it's not necessarily just the style it's the style. The style is pretty damn good. As I said before, there are loads of merits to it. It's not the style. It's more the mentality that's making their bones soft. I don't care if it's points-based. You can have a points-based badass. Look at fucking Wonderboy. Stephen Thompson Wonderboy, the UFC fighter, the karate-based UFC fighter. Look at what happens if you add a little bit of, you know, a little bit of um, muscle into it, mentality-wise. Every skill is, well, everything can be effective. But then it just stems from your goddamn mindset. Now, if you have the mindset of, ooh, I'm going to hold my face if I get punched in the face, of course your style is going to get goofed on. 
But the thing is that with karate is being done on mass, so it's just a lot more, it's just a lot easier to goof on. It really is. And you know what, pretty much with, with good reason as well from what I've seen. It's kind of disappointing. Like, bro, I struggle to call myself a karate fighter from time to time. I'm like, bro, damn, should I? Can I? Do I have to? Man, I, I can't call myself a Muay Thai guy either, you know, because fucking fuck. I can't really call myself a boxer because it's very evidenced, especially when I take an initial stance, that I am a karate fighter. Like, bro, I'll just be punching the heavy bag. People are like, bro, have you done karate before? I'm like, oh, really? Oh, shit. God damn it. Why'd you have to say that out in public? Now everyone's looking at us. Everyone's looking at me. The guy who asked me that question is slowly inching backwards. Like, oh, God, ugh, karate fighter. That's unfortunate. <sighs> but, you know, I, I can't run away from it, I guess. It is the truth. So why deny it? I just hope that i i just hope that it i don't know i don't know just be better please be better we need to show the world that we're not just a bunch of goofy fucking crane kickers <laughs> goofy <laughs> goofy crane kickers goofy, goofy what the fuck goofy crane kickers should have named the podcast that actually but shit bro i need to go to the library i haven't checked my phone in a bit I need to go to the library and uh, do what I need to do and not necessarily what I want to do. But you know what? That's life. That's life right there. You know what life is really? What, what I've seen it as being so far? Life seems to be 80% shit that you definitely don't want to do or shit that you definitely rather not do. And then 20% shit that you want to do. Is that a good split? Maybe if I was being nice, I'd say 70% shit that you don't want to do, and then 30% shit that you want to do. Or in that 30%, you can also mix in shit that you wish you could do. <laughs> ah, fuck. Goddamn. I better end the podcast here. Yeah, yep. Yeah, Will is texting me. Um, where's the volume? Yeah, fuck. Okay, I'm gonna slowly raise the volume fade off in the background you already know the deal